Hey everybody, welcome to Six Pod, your weekly Toronto sports podcast hosted by Jacob and Simon. Um, Jacob, how are you? I'm okay, Simon. Um, I know you're you're not doing too great, but I'm okay right now. So how about let's just we just get right into it since we're talking about how we're feeling, because I know you're not feeling too great because of the Leafs current situation um they're fresh off another loss tonight on on sunday march 14th and they are i think they're simon they've won one of six and that win was in overtime yeah we're uh we're now tied uh, eighth in uh in the league for for uh points percentage and that's like that's the best way to kind of measure teams right now just because of the amount of games different teams have been playing we're also tied with uh, winnipeg with points percentage um and they have two games in hand um yeah we lost uh to sends uh to the sends yesterday um and a couple no, of today, players today sorry today, today my apologies we lost to uh the jets last night it's just all the losses jacob are coming uh i'm getting them a little bit confused my apologies a couple players yesterday said how big of a game tonight was which really, if you just take it out of context, it's a game. It's a game against the worst team in the in, in the North. And no disrespect to the Sens, they're going to be great, but this really and really shouldn't be an important game. But it was, and of course, we lose. Um, Michael Hutchinson starts because uh, Freddie Anderson played uh, last night, which was predictable. And and Jacob, we uh, we spoke this afternoon, and I actually expressed that I was kind of excited for Hutchinson to play, and that quickly quickly changed. I he let two goals in within six minutes and, and thirteen seconds. Um, and we really just never bounced back from that. I know we made a little bit of a push, um, near the end, but we lost four three. Either way you put it, that's zero points on the uh, on the overall season, right? So oh yeah, and like it's it's a four, it's four points in a way, right? Because you're playing every like every team that you're playing is in your division. Um, so, it matters a little less. It matters a little less with Ottawa just with them having so little points. Nonetheless, no, you're right. You're right. And so Jacob, um, we have two weeks with only four games okay if we're gonna make a trip it makes sense now to the quarantine you know getting them up to speed with our systems and i i don't know what to trade for here's here's my take Here's my take. Okay. Hot take, guys. This is six. Not even a hot take, I don't think, at this point, because it's getting so bad, but maybe it is. Any player on the Leafs roster, and screw it, Marley's roster too. Any player under the age of 23 is trade currency at this point, as well as every first and second round pick that we have. Who does that include? Um, I think Dermot 
is in there. Uh, yeah, Sandine, absolutely. He should be for Sandine, sure. Sandine, um, um, technically Robertson, but Dubas won't move him. Um, do you think Dubas should think about moving him, or is this? Just I don't like, think. No, I don't Robertson. Think I don't think he'll move. I don't think he'll move Robertson. But, but do you think they should move him? Do you think they can get? I, like, I, I, he's I obviously know. because he's obviously like as of right now our best prospect, prospect. right? Yep. Yeah. So. Yep his value is going to be the highest. And if you want another top six forward that, you know, we've heard all these rumors about the Leafs getting a top six forward. Is he like one of the only things you can kind of give up at this point to get that top six forward in return? Uh, Yeah. I like we have, like, I think a pick may get it. Like it's a buyer's market right now, just because no teams have money. Right. Um, And like, we're, we're one of the few teams that will actually take cash cash on versus other teams where they'll just go cash in cash out um so yeah i don't know i i you know sure we need a top six forward but we also need a goaltender who can make big saves i was uh, listening to the steve dangle podcast this afternoon and he actually had a really good response to the uh, Frederick Anderson slander, Jacob. And I, and I want to know your thoughts on this because I think it's actually a really, really rational um, reasoning. And he goes, okay, let's say you're a fan of Freddie. Let's say somehow you're watching those games, you know, these past five games, and you're like, you know what? Fine. Yeah, it's not Freddie's fault. It is. Most of them are. But let's say they're not. You got you to gotta ask yourself, okay. Freddie's your guy. Fred, Freddie's going to be the guy that you are going to take to the playoffs. That's who you feel comfortable with. That's who you want in the, in the playoffs. And like, when you think of it like that, the answer is pretty simple. No. Right. Like, okay, so trade I, him. I, so trade him. But like, it's simple. Well, it's, it's, it's simple. If he's not your guy, then do something about it. Well, and what? A week ago, a little bit over a week ago, management was talking about going all in on this team because we swept Edmonton and held McDavid without three points. Those are two different Leafs teams right there. And so you're right. Now, how how realistic is, is a Frederick Anderson trade? I don't know. But... I think I think we shouldn't even be talking about making a, a deep cup run until we figured out our goaltending. I don't care if we score. I don't care if we can score goals in 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 the plentiful. We can't have Freddie Anderson in net. He's not good. So, I mean, this is this is a similar situation as as I mentioned, kind of in the earlier podcast days when we were talking about the MLB playoffs. That you know, pitching takes you deep into the into the playoffs. It, it's essentially one of those defining factors that wins you championships. And I think you can kind of put a similar tag on goaltending and hockey because your offense can be unreal and put up four or five goals a game, as we've talked about before. But if the defensive end, and that being hockey or, or pitching, if they're not going to do their end or their part in this deal, then you're not a championship team at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at stats um, and just things that came out of tonight. And like, Everything just led to us getting beat by an AHL goalie. 
like Murray got hurt in the warmup. I don't know what happened. I think he was like, like sick, but like not obviously COVID sick. I think he had like something. Um, and he's not even that good to begin with. He was on Murray, the fantasy no, no. team. Believe and me, like, he's not that like, good. When we look at the Ottawa defense, it's Shabbat, who is gross. And falls off pretty hard. I don't. I don't even know who. Do you know anymore? I don't. I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't know other than Shabbat. Who 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 else is on that decor? So yeah, you're right. Murray, he's good. He's not great, especially with that. Like especially this year, he hasn't been amazing. And then you play this AHL goalie. I, I watched his back. I watched his uh, post game interviews. Like he seems like a super like nice kid. He was like it was his first NHL win. Are you kidding me? We're the we're the best offensive team in the NHL, and and we're giving that. Um. So Jacob, um, do I like if I if out of a hundred percent, or yeah, out of out of out of a hundred, I'm like eighty five percent sure Dubas pulls a trigger within the next seventy two hours. Um. Okay. A little deeper dive into that. Okay. When he's pulling the trigger, is he is he pulling the trigger on another goalie? Is he pulling the trigger on a top? So I, like I, I, don't, I don't mind. Um, what I do know though is I think I've seen and I'm you know you've you've done some wild takes on this pod, and so I'll do a couple. I'll do I'll do a wild one. I think tonight's game was the last time I've seen or I will see rather Travis Dermott and Alexander Kerfoot in a Leafs jersey. That's that's my take. I think those two have been trade bait. I think they're going to be trade bait. Um, yeah, I think tonight was the last time I've, I've seen them. And I think um, I think there's going to be something. What, what, what need do you, you think what, needs, Jacob, what, you what needs what? to be addressed the most? So what needs to be addressed so the most? The thing, and you can't I just think, trade for the sake of trading. No, I think, like, listen, last week, I would say top six forward. Because Freddie was playing, like, at least he was, like, making some saves. But, like, now it's just, like, uh, like you're shooting down a dark hallway and seem like it's you, you, have, like, you have no shot. Like, there's just no um, confidence. And so I saw this on Twitter, and I, I don't know who put, said it, but I think, this is, I think this is true to the situation. Anderson has been a problem for the lease. Now he is the problem for the Leafs. And I think that... What does that mean, though? This entire team has taken a step up with just our play. Like, we've played really good hockey this year. Look at the standings. We've played good. Okay, so Anderson We've lost has winnable games. We've lost winnable games because of our goaltending. Okay, okay. But let me just... I'm confused because you said he has been a problem. Now he is a problem. So that means just he's constantly been a problem the whole time. Well, I'm talking about, the, um, yeah, I, he has been great. Like he's played good goaltending, what, tw- 2016, 2017, when he was first traded from Anaheim. Um, but look at his, look at the playoffs. He's, he's letting yeah. choke, he's letting choke goals every year. So if I'm Dubis, like, are you, I don't know. I may, maybe I'm too emotionally involved in this. It, are, okay. are you so, confident? Are you confident in Freddie's Freddie Anderson being your goaltender for a deep cup run? No, but here, here's what I think. I think that 
if you're going to trade, it's got to be for a purpose. I can't just, you can't just switch up personnel just to switch up personnel because that in itself is not going to help the team in the long run. What you need to do is address the situation, which is the issue right now. And that, as you just said, is Frederick Anderson. I think the forward lines can figure it out because you have John Tavares, you have Austin Matthews, you have Mitch Marner, you have William Nylander, you have Wayne Simmons coming back, you have Joe Thornton, you have Jason Spence, all guys that know how to get things done in the NHL. You have defensemen that are actually playing really well this year um, compared to years past. Um, you added a man like TJ Brody to that mix. You have Justin Hall stepping up. You have Jake Muzzin having a pretty good year. And you have Morgan Riley essentially being Morgan Riley, even though he's had some tough games here and there. So, Simon, with all those things being said, the one thing we keep talking about and keep coming back to is goaltending. So if you're going to make that trade and you say it's an 85% chance that he's going to make that trade, then in my opinion, it should be the need that needs to be addressed, which is goaltending. And they just picked up a goalie. I don't know how much trust they have in Campbell or anything. Um, but in my opinion, you trade Freddie, who has okay, for being realistic, he has okay trade value compared comparing to other players in Leafs. He has pretty good trade value. And I think a team would be able to pick him up. You give Freddie away and you get that maybe top six, maybe top nine um, forward from that because you just picked up a new goal. We don't know. We don't know too much about him. I don't know too much about his stats, Simon, but um, he's know that he's not Freddie. We know he's not Freddie. And I think if you maybe say, hey, Freddie's just not our guy, you give Jack Campbell those reins and say, Jack, we're going to give you the reins. we got a backup for you now. Um, Freddie's gone and we added to our offensive arsenal. So in my opinion, that's kind of the perfect way to go about it. Again, I don't know how much trust they have in Jack Campbell or how realistic what I just said was going to happen. But that's well, especially that's since Freddie's uh, what should happen. Especially since Freddie's a, a UFA this summer too, right? Like instead of just letting him walk, at least get something for you know get some parts from him for, for from him um mm. yeah no it uh it definitely it definitely reminded me of like 2019-2020 uh mid-october Toronto Maple Leafs last that like the, this past weekend um even just like last week against so the, the Jets the bubble leaves bubble leaves no 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 like Babcock leaves like oh, like chasing oh, games. 2019 October. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Not um not this past um not this past October, but okay. yeah, chasing games, no confidence, um, shaky goaltending, um, no identity, no purpose, uh, all those things. Um, so we've harped okay, on Simon. Let's let's, yeah, let's let's switch gears now. Let's switch um, gears now. So let me ask yeah. you a question then. We're going to stay a little bit on the sleeve tracks, but maybe go a little more positive here, okay? So we're just over halfway through the season now, right? 20, 29 games played, I believe, for the Leafs. Simon, at this point, who is the MVP of the Leafs? Who is the LVP, least valuable player? Who is someone who is crucial to the Leafs moving forward in a positive way, taking a step forward? So who's someone that's game needs to step up? Who's someone that's been a surprise, a good surprise so far this year? And lastly, who is someone that has been an utter disappointment this year? That's five. That's five categories if you're counting at home. Um, so let's hear it. Who, who are your five right now? Okay, so we got MVP. We've got uh, AM34, Austin Matthews. Um, is it least valuable player? Yep. Uh, uh, Frederick Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, who needs to get going? I think uh, John Tavares, five on five. Um, who's been a surprise? 
Um, honestly, like Zach, either Zach Bogosian, I think has been like surprisingly good. Um, I didn't think he was going to be this good. Um, and what was the other category? Um, someone who's been an utter disappointment. Oh, uh, Frederick Anderson, both, both categories. Um, oh, and Jacob, uh, biggest, biggest, no, I want to do six biggest add on like the, the biggest acquisition, um, mm-hmm. TJ Brody by far. He has been great. Stellar. Okay. Love it. Fire me up. What about you? I might go in a little bit of a different direction than you here. Um, please I do go for MVP. I'm, I might go Mitch Marner and this is, this is only, only one reason I'm going with Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner has more points than Matthew mm-hmm. and he's played more games. And I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. those two things together, I know he doesn't, he doesn't put the puck in the net quite as much, but he's the one kind of setting no. up Matthews hey, a lot of the time. I was, uh, and I was played... actually, sorry, just to interrupt. I was very, very close to mm-hmm. putting Marner as MVP because yeah, mm-hmm. he's playing stellar hockey. I agree with you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like I said, he's the best, you know, the best thing you can do for your team is play for your team. Right. And Marner's only missed one game at this point. Whereas Matthews has been struggling a bit with an injury. So Matthews fully healthy. Yeah. yeah I'd put him, I'd put him there, but um, no, I agree, sure. player. Yeah. I agree with you. It's, it's, it's gotta be, um, it's gotta be Freddie. Um, someone who's crucial to this team moving forward. I'm going to, again, go in a little bit of a different direction here. I'm going to go with William Nylander. And the reason I go with Nylander Interesting. over Tavares is because, and this, this may be a little funky, but I think to get Tavares going, if you get Nylander going, he's going to, he's going to set off Tavares. And, and that could be the exact same way that you would choose Tavares and get Nylander going. But I think getting someone like Nylander going um, maybe inspires a little more people than Tavares going. Cause Tavares has always been that guy who's constantly, constantly picking up everyone else. He's been, you know, the clubhouse leader uh, going forward. And I think if you give someone on his line that, that little, jolt of energy to get going then maybe Tavares will pick it up as well um but yeah and moving on someone who has surprised me this year has been Justin Hall um he doesn't have like crazy stats um to kind of back that up but he's averaging over 20 minutes 20 minutes a game um he's 43 hit Simon which is second on the team to Jake Muzzin third on the team to Jake Muzzin and Zach Hyman and he is just blocking a ton of shots as well, 43 block shots. So he's he's playing really good defensive defense, which is something, you know, the Leafs have needed in the past. And I think he's been one of those guys that steps up. He's also playing against other teams' top uh, lines too, which is something to to note there where uh, Keith will put Hyman, uh, sorry, Muzzin and Hall out there against, you know, the, Mc, the McDavid's um, and the Shifley's and the Wheelers and stuff. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, someone who's been a disappointment. It's for me, like, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to go with Frederick Anderson. I don't have a lot of stock in a lot of these other guys. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I guess I don't notice it as much if someone doesn't perform well, but I guess you can say Wayne Simmons because he hasn't been available for a bit. And he's someone we kind of relied upon in this off season to be uh, an important part of the team. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I go Wayne Simmons or Frederick Anderson and Simmons is obviously not for his lack of, you know, skill or talent. It's more oh, just, or less the, he's been his hurt, lack yeah. of games. So that's not his fault at all. That's a, um, that's a reasonable, I mean, that's a very, um, it's a smart decision. Uh, there, there's some reason behind that. Good work, Trim. Um, yeah. I'm a thinking man. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's my list. And 
If you guys disagree with ours, let us know, please. We encourage it. This is um, something me and Simon thought about a decent amount. And, you know, a little, little mid-year report card for the Leafs at this point. Um, who's overachieving, who's underachieving. And, again, if you disagree, let us know. We think our lists are pretty solid. And I think you'd, I think most people would have the same the same couple names, eh? I don't think there's any going to be, like, any major uh, – Unless someone says Frederick yeah. Anderson is MVP or Austin yeah. Matthews is the least valuable the, player. Yeah, something. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll move on from uh, from Leafs talk here for the for the sake of uh, my mental health. But yeah, they uh, just to top it off, they've uh, you got a week off. Um, I think they're taking two days off. I think that's what Keith said today. Um, and they'll regroup on Wednesday to start practicing for uh, Friday. Um, and we'll see. Uh, time let's will also tell. keep it a little. Let's keep it a little reasonable here. They're still nineteen nine and two, so or nine yeah. and one. Yeah. So, um, I also thought uh, again, this was uh, something that I I noticed on social media. Tavares has to be one of the best goal scorers who cannot skate. And like when when you when I think about that more, like man, he cannot skate. Like it's like in pain. terms of what, like just like, like speed agility oh, speed okay he just can't skate it and it's it's quite actually impressive that he's he can score when um like he's so slow like 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 so slow bro um and ever since i've seen i saw that or i just like every time i watch him it's that's all i see he just can't skate that's an interesting take simon I'm intrigued man, by that one. Watch it, man. Like w- when you're watching the games next, like just watch. He can't skate. I'm and, sure like, I can. knew he wasn't. He's not really like, he's not no- like, I didn't know. I didn't notice it until I like, I didn't, until I thought about it or until I saw it. And I'm like, yeah, man, he's not a good skater. He never he's has been. That, yeah. He's a guy that works on the fundamentals. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's move on Jacob. And, and okay. if I may, can we stay on the hockey, hockey, uh, sport? One, one more topic, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you're going to find this interesting because this is, uh, there's some, there's some, there's some different sides to this situation. And so for the listeners and actually for you, just because you probably haven't heard this situation. Uh, so Nikita Kucherov. Um, a, a, a very, very, very important player to the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. Um, great player. In, I think, October or September, the, uh, uh, the, the, the general manager of the Lightning, uh, Julian Brisebois, announced that Kucherov is having uh, hip surgery on his right hip and will be missing the entire regular season, but will be available for the playoffs. So Jacob, for, for everyone who's a little like unfamiliar with, with Kucherov, he's Simon, if, if I'm correct in this, he's like a, an arguable top five player when he's healthy, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And so, like a key just for a element context. and a key element to uh, the Tampa Bay. We played a huge Tampa role Bay's, in their yeah. uh, in their cup win last Santa year. Cup run. Mm-hmm. And so, Jacob, when 
when when when Tampa announced that, they were like, "Hmm, that's a little fishy. It's a little interesting because what that means is seven million dollars in cap space since Kucherov has been put on LTIR, and if he doesn't play the regular season at all." And he comes back in playoffs, that money doesn't count against the cap. So hold up. Financial footwork there, eh? There it gets it gets more interesting. You also need to you also need to be uh, aware though that like they have done cap cap maneuvering to sign players before. And like they're in Tampa. They have tax write-offs up the ass. So, but this was in October, and they're like, hmm, that's interesting, but hey. At least Tampa doesn't have Kucherov for the entire like regular season, and like, hey, he's recovering from hip surgery. How many? What's his uh, salary a year annual? It's I think it's I think it's set seven million dollars on the cap. Like I think, and that just money doesn't doesn't get put on the cap. So, uh, Tampa Bay GM has seven million dollars of cap space to use. Because he would have is it Iserman or is Iserman like the president? No, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. uh, Iserman's uh, GM of uh, Red Wings now. Oh, is he? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's Julian uh, Buizba or something, some some French name. I don't know. Okay. But reports, uh, reports came out this past week, Jacob, that not only is Kucherov skating but actually like practicing with the team and like full hockey, full, full full line rushes, full line rushes, not with his like usual pairings because Tampa is going to hold him out until the playoffs. And that's confirmed or is a speculation? Nope. That's what the GM said last week saying, yeah, he's uh, he's right on track to come back uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Simon, they could be telling the truth. What if he is not ready yet, but you don't want to force a guy? Full gear, line rushes. Full contact? Full contact. contact, Like practicing. I I think he stayed for the, I think he stayed for the hour and a half practice. I don't obviously know that. It's Tampa. No, no, no. Like, Like how long has he been fully practicing? This past week. Jacob, the playoffs are in two months. Yeah, no, you're right. Like the, the like it, and like I, I'm not I'm not a physiotherapist or a sports science person, so I have no no bearing on this. But I'm pretty sure that if you're playing, if you're full contact rushing, uh, practicing with the team, like you're not two months away from from potential game time. Yeah, but, it's usually weeks, right? That's usually yeah, weeks, weeks or like day to day or like how you're feeling and stuff like that. Not two months, and like like the GM can't say, oh yeah, he's uh, he'll be good for the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, teams are mad, Jacob. Teams are, as they should be, uh, teams are frustrated at this. Like, um, I don't know if there's, I don't know if NHL is going to be like, like, like investigating this, but definitely some shady, uh, some shady, as you mentioned, some shady financial footwork. Yeah. That's unfortunate that a team would kind of exploit financial regulations and things like that just to and and Simon again I this is more speculation than than anything at this point like he really could need that time but if you're saying he, he's fully practicing and that does turn some heads in my opinion so. well the heads were already turned in 
October, October. when yeah. when they announced that Kucherov's having surgery, which is fine. And he he had hip, he's had hip issues. That's not the issue. Mm-hmm. But put 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 him on LTR and then have cap space with an organization that already has more cap money than like ninety nine percent of the NHL teams because they're in Florida. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, I think you you sum that up in, uh, in, a, in a really really uh, concise and and correct way where it's just unfortunate, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, Simon, if it's perfectly legal, and a team's within their rights, yeah, you to, can't like, hate the game, not the player or whatever. The, yeah, whatever no, the, like whatever the ends the justify is. the means for Tampa, right? Yeah. So, anyways, that's a that's an interesting development. But Simon, um, we were talking again today if i may switch gears a little bit but kind of stay on the same track we're talking about john tortorella and patrick line and how there's a potential issue there with those two guys um you know and and they're both pretty integral parts of the columbus machine right now and we're talking about next year uh line is going to be a ufa or rfa ufa he's gonna be free agent one second i'm gonna sneeze bless you bless you thank you Thank you. So line is going to be a free agent. Tortorella's contract, I believe ends. Does it come down to, you know, signing one of these guys because the other one isn't going to love working with the other. one? And Simon, we talked about coaching styles and how Tortorella is one of the most extreme old school, get in your face, get in the ref's face. Um, you know, just as you put it, the, the kind of coach boomers love. Um, old-fashioned kind of guy and and we talked again about how players these days um, don't maybe don't take to that kind of coaching quite as well so I, I have to ask you Simon in your experience does a coach like Tortorella that has you know proven has has proven to win um, be in the playoffs constantly and but maybe at a little bit of the price of his his teammates liking him or his players liking him is that is that a worth a worth it trade off for a team like Columbus or is it, or is it like line is our guy. Now we need to kind of do whatever we can to surround him with whatever he needs to be our guy that moves forward. And then, yeah. What are your thoughts on, on that situation? I know we're still on hockey, but I know you have some thoughts. It'll, um, so Jacob, I, I, Columbus has had a difficult time keeping stars superstars yeah right now was the last one i can think of to be quite honest with you panarin i don't even um, know who that is so duchene um he was on columbus i thought he was on no no when he, was he on columbus um two years ago but just like, like after ottawa yeah uh before okay, so he wasn't he, whatever he wasn't i don't even know star then on um columbus, so. yeah panarin uh was probably like when, when Panarin left and he plays for the Rangers now, Breadman, um, that was like really like started like people started noticing like players don't like playing in Columbus. Yeah. And um, I think from like the management side, I think you desperately need to keep line A. Like, like, like desperately. Um, is he that good that you desperately no. need to keep him? No. So but why? The organization needs to send a message or portray the message that they can keep their free agents. 
because um, no matter how hard Yarmo Kekka line and tries, players just leave. I, it's Columbus, man. Like yeah. I don't know really. Yeah. yeah. If there is an argument to say, hey, man, Columbus is great. Yeah, it's not a it's hockey sunny town. Here, never. It's a little racist. Some of the teammates are a little racy. Um, and hey, maybe Tortorella, Tortorella comes into play with that. Like maybe it is connected somehow. But I guess you got to ask the question, and you did kind of. What's more important? A coach? Yeah. It's just or the basis a, or is a like, player or a player. Like what comes yeah. first, the carrot or the stick here in this situation, right? Like where do you. Because like Columbus is in a position where like, they're good. They're a, they should be a playoff team. Are they a cup contender? No. Listen, what division are they in? I don't. Even, I think the mutual mutual fund. I think it's central. Let me t- let me just double check real quick. Okay. I'll so try actually standings. Like, bottom no, line is they're not. They're not going to be. Yeah, they're not. You know. Yeah, so I was right. It's the dis- it's the NHL discover central, uh, and they're fifth right now. So they're just uh, they've got uh, twenty nine points. Um, How many points out of so third? Just... Fourth out of fourth, uh, and Chicago's fourth with thirty three, and with a game in hand. So they're not so awful, they're, they're but like cusp. they're cusp, they're cusp. Yeah. yeah. Um, and no, Jacob, I don't. I don't think Line A is so good and and so great, but. I do think they're going to come. I think the conversation we have, like, what do we, what would we rather have a coach torts or line? Because like Keka has got to make a decision here. And, and the the organization has to make a kind of a decision about where they want to see their organization and choose. Cause like, let's say Liney leaves or our deal doesn't get done. Right. Like, okay. You got Nick Foligno. You got Seth Jones. Um, Max Domi uh, and Zach uh, Rinsky. Those are those are those are and 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 Carpasol and Mers Leaklands. Mers, I don't even know how to say the last name. Okay, I, that's so not, let me, that's let not me, a good. That's not a good hockey team. Okay, so let me let me just ask you this, Simon. Do you identify with with the coaching style that Tortorella has? Do you think that's something that? people need to have in the NHL? Do you think he's he's moving this generation of, of kind of old school coaches out of the league? What do you think? Do you identify with that type of coaching? Do you hate it? I don't I don't necessarily hate it because um that was the way of coaching for for a very, very, very long time. Even Jacob, like like even just in our childhood, that was the coaching, right? of yeah rough and tough belligerency um truculent yelling um we had a we had a mutual coach at one point um for and i think it was maybe the most for fun hockey team we've ever played for it was for it was um, a christian school mm-hmm. Oregon, it was a, it was a christian school we lived mm-hmm. we, we were playing for jacob let's not mm-hmm. let's not let's not beat around the bush here and she and it was it wasn't even like uh the tournaments we would enter in with this team, Simon, weren't very intense. It was actually, everyone got a medal. It was participation, yeah, that kind of thing. Everyone loved each other. Yeah, and we had a coach that you know. 
probably should have been kicked out a couple times because of her language. But she verbally anyways. assaulted players. Oh, yeah. And so... Including her just, own son. Yeah, her own son. Benched him. Didn't even play multiple games. And that was fair, though. That was fair. Yeah, that he shouldn't have happen. been playing. Shouldn't have been on the team, but it was coaching something. Anyways, we're going to move on. Um, and, and, and yeah, no, I, I, I don't identify. I don't think that's productive. Um, I am really interested in this type of, this type of thing. And, um, I think the Mike Babcocks, the, the, the Tortorellas, the, um, that uh, type of coach. Just yeah. Even like, coach. even almost, and I don't even like, almost like Paul McFarlane has, has had a pretty hot head at some point. Um, Paul McClain. Yeah. Paul that's what I meant. Sorry. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, McLean who with in Ottawa. And so, yeah, got I got a nice I, mustache. So that's kind of what makes it. It's nice for players to look at when he's just, yeah. When he's verbally abusing you off, at least they can. Yeah. They can. Um, and no, Jacob, I think, uh, I don't think it has a place in, in the NHL anymore. And when you look at young players like line, a, like McDavid, like, um, Matthews, Marner, Nylander. Um, They're not going to respond to that really yeah, stuff yeah. anymore. Like the way what are your thoughts? Wayne Gretzky would have. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I think there's there is a time and a place where tough love maybe should be necessary if there's you know players that are kind of half-assing it, and I think that's when you got to come down the most. But with, with with things like errors, I'm just using kind of baseball terms here. I remember for me, if if a player made a physical error. It was like the coach would be okay. That happens as part of the game. But if you make a mental error, that was when the coach would kind of come down on you. That's when you're going to get benched. Um, and just, you know, your head's not in the game. I can understand why coaches are going to lose their their heads a bit. But things happen in games where people don't always, things don't always go your way. And I think coaches have to learn how to deal better with that. And I think superstars, if they make a mistake, they're still superstars. And they don't really need to be yelled at for missing an open net. Right. But if, if they're not skating back to their own end very hard, that's something that's kind of mental and needs to be addressed. And I, like I said, time and a place for things um, overall, you need to know your players at the end of the day. Most important thing. That's a good point. I think that's a good point. Know your players, know your team, right? Like you look at Boston, right. And how they're set up, like they can handle tough love. They yeah, can you handle, can, you got Brad Marchand, Patrice, yeah. Bergeron, like those guys yeah. can handle it. Um, Krejci, um, you know, McAvoy, like those players will handle it. But, you know, you look at players like even the Leafs team, right? Um, they're not going to really respond to yelling, look, look what happened with Babcock, right? Like he, uh, he, he lost the room. Um, yeah, you lose the respect yeah, of your guys. And at the end of the day, that's for sure. the worst thing you can do as a coach, if you lose the respect and, of your players. And I, 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 I'm not as much as I um, think I have an unreal wrist shot. I'm not a professional hockey player. I'm not a professional athlete. And maybe you could actually attest to this a little bit more, but like when I take it out of context or the sports context, rather, you know, when, when, when your boss yells at you and, and is irate and, and um, embarrasses you and, and tells you you're worthless, they're not doing that, but like, you know, saying that your work product is not good and, and does repercussions is that a good motivator? I say no. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Again, I, I think those little mistakes here and there, like those are going to happen. That's part of life. That's part of sports. But if if a player, you know, doesn't doesn't care, doesn't have a great attitude, that's when maybe you address it a little harsher. In my opinion, in my I agree. Opinion. And I like listen. I'm not. I I I I think Torts is hilarious. Like his pressers are 
so funny that like he's from this just, side from this side he's yeah 100 right? but what i what i love to be in a dressing room with him no probably not i wouldn't i would be scared to for him to be my coach i would not like to be patrick line and on the flip side i i think i think if i'm torts i don't know how to i don't have never coached a player like line right like pld got hated him hated him you saw him how he talked to um, how Torts talked to him in, in the bubble, just right at his shoulder, just screaming at him. Like, um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Columbus is going to have an interesting offseason. They're actually one of the teams where I'm uh, going to be fascinated to watch what happens um, to see, I think, is one or the other. I'll, I, I would be very surprised if Torts signs a contract and they get line A. But yeah, time will tell. Interesting. interesting to see how this will play out. Interesting to see how this will play out. But we'll monitor it for sure. We'll uh, we'll move on from hockey. We'll kind of wrap it up quickly. But Simon, um, quick note on the Raptors: they've dropped their last three or four. I have not really been keeping track because it's really hard to watch without OG and Freddie and Pascal. So it's literally just Lowry and the G Leaguers at this point. Matt Thomas is getting playing time, so good for him. Um, Owl too looks pretty good. He's getting some looks. Yeah, Powell is a decent player to begin with, though. Yeah, no, I agree. Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas is not playing the minute that Freddie comes back. So it's been tough to watch. And I know there were points where it was like, oh, the Raptors suck. And then there were points where it was like, maybe they're decent. And now it's like they suck again. So I'm trying not to read into their ups and downs until it comes to playoff time. Um, but there's something I am there. reading into. We'll, we'll get there. I think we'll get there still. I have confidence. We'll, we'll definitely make that play in tournament. Like, I think it's seven, eight, nine, maybe ten. I'll play for this play-in tournament. That's um, it's a new thing. It's a new thing this year. So again, I don't know the specifics of it. I'll do some research next time to let you guys know what exactly is going down. And as the playoffs get closer, but sorry, Simon, something I think needs to be addressed is, and then we'll go more into this next week when we start ramping up our MLB preview. But the Jays' rotation going into the season is kind of terrifying to me. Simon, um, we have Hunjin Ryu, who's arguably a top 10 pitcher right now. I think I think you can slot him in there at like eight or nine, in my opinion. I think he's a really reliable guy, a good ace to have if you want a competitive team. But it falls off right after him, Simon. It falls off hard because Nate Pearson has an injury right now. And it's, luckily, it's not elbow related, which is, you know, a long run kind of thing that you don't want to have happen to your young number one right handed pitching prospect. Um, he's fun to so he's watch. Not, yeah, he throws really hard, Simon, and he's got good stuff. So if he can come back and be a pitcher that we're expecting him to be, that's a decent number two to have. But then again, it falls off pretty hard because, Simon, we have a pitcher like Robbie Ray, who's likely going to be in the top three of our rotation going into the season. And, Simon, Robbie Ray's career, he's played about mm, – I want to say five or six seasons, maybe a little more than that. He's he's pitched 842 innings in his career, Simon. Okay. He has a 425 ERA, which isn't great. It's serviceable. It's not great. And he has 49 wins and 51 losses. Again, okay, not great. A one-time all-star many years ago. And it's just like, it's underwhelming to see... I, no disrespect to Robbie Ray because he, he has the ability to be serviceable, like I said. 
but on a team that we're so excited about offensively, like, man, our offense is easily top five projected lineups in the league. And I think they, they will fully have a bunch of stars this year that are just having great years, but without, without pitching, as we talked about in our goalie metaphor earlier in this episode, without pitching, I don't think they're going to be able to make it that far. And it's a little demoralizing to see, you know, such a big off season potentially go to waste because you aren't getting quality starts a lot of the time. And I, I would love to be proven wrong by guys like Robbie Ray, guys like Steven Matz, guys like Ross Stripling. So, Hey, if you want to prove me wrong, please, I would love nothing more than to have five good starters. I just don't think that's what we're looking at right now. And it's disappointing to see that after such a great off season, Shapiro was unable to sign a, a good starting pitcher, which was one of our biggest needs going into the off season. So do you think this gets addressed in the season via a trade or um, something along those lines? Like, do you think there's going to be, like, do you think there's more or do you think um, management's confident in this rotation right now? That's a good question. I don't know if, so I think the team is all in. Like, I think the team fully plans on is this all is this an all-in year though like are we uh, in you this can quote yet, Bichette, you Simon, you can you can quote bobachet saying if we don't bring a championship trophy home this year we're disappointed so if you want to quote the players they're expecting yeah i'll bring up that quote for you sometime but they're expecting that's, to do really that's well a, that's that's fires me up a little bit yeah it's exciting i don't know if it's false confidence but it's exciting to see a team that yeah. excited about itself young and However, dumb, i love it that being said simon if they're all in, then yeah, management has to be making moves if they're seeing their rotation be a, a weak point for this team. Because if you're all in, then, you, then you're then you selling, you're buying, you're doing whatever it takes to make sure every aspect of this team is, is complete come playoffs. So yeah. it fully depends on how this team reacts and how their rotation starts the year off. And I'm worried. I'm worried. So, hey, at least, uh, at least games are now televised. Yeah. Finally. Um, you know. I saw this tweet today and it was like, man, this person said, man, I wish some large multimedia conglomerate would buy the Jays so I could watch their games on television. Yeah, And that made like, me laugh. That made me laugh like, a bit. It's not like they're owned by one of the biggest media companies in, uh, in pretty much, I would say North America, like Rogers. Rogers Easily. Beat. Probably the biggest in Canada. Yeah. I would say Rogers yeah, is the biggest 100%. in Canada. They, uh, but yeah, Hey, money talks. And, um, just a joke just a joke yeah um not a great week jacob for just toronto sports it just in general um yep not not a great week Simon. just to just I mean, just bad bad vibes all across the uh across again, the league i think there's curling maybe, on there could be curling on maybe the fc won a game i don't even know if they're playing right now i think um, maybe they're in their playoffs i have no idea is be... the mls still a league is it in i don't know right so it could very well have been a good week for Toronto sports. We just yeah, really don't care. Maybe, maybe they're in the final. <laughs> I don't think they are. I think I feel like I would have seen something yeah, about that I'll, I'll, online. I'd be pretty disappointed in my like Toronto Toronto sports fans uh, um, title if I actually had no idea. No, they're not playing right now. We, we know something. I think they did win though a couple couple seasons ago. I think. Yeah, I they know. were in the, They were definitely in the playoffs. I remember. What's playoffs. the cup called, Jacob? Do you know? 
what like the championship uh, trophy is called without searching it up? It's the MLS, the MLS Cup. I'm is pretty it? sure that's what it's called. I think it. I think I think it is. I think that's yeah. like it's not like uh, it's not like a Stanley Cup or. Um... Is there any? No, other I don't think names? it's. The World Series is kind of a unique name. Like you don't call it the no. MLB Championship. Yeah, but the NBA Finals is. There's a name for it. Yeah, but like but no one Lombardi ever in NHL in the NFL. In the NFL, yeah, Stanley Cup and Lombardi. And I'm pretty sure the NBA has a special name too. No, it does. Larry uh, O'Brien. Larry O'Brien. Larry there O'Brien. It is. There it is. But yeah, so, I, I, it could have a special name, and we have, I would have no idea. All right, um, Jacob, send it off, please. Thanks everyone for for tuning in today. Appreciate it. Um, stuff to look forward to coming up. We got baseball season starting. The Leafs hopefully making a trade this. This week, according to Lee's Simon per per Simon's per Simon Peebles, you heard it here first on Six Pod. Um, the Leafs are making a trade this week. Um, get ready to watch March Madness too, as that's coming up. And that's exciting. Put some money down. You never know what could happen. So, again, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>